Welcome to the Wisdom Hub, where we don't claim to have the wisdom, but scripture does. Okay. <laughs> 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 Why do you always push it, bro? The question is, what are we talking about today? Right. <laughs> this is why I need to. Sorry, bro. By we'll, Howard. We'll talk about that. By, <laughs> by Howard G. Hendricks and William D. Hendricks. So it's basically a book about like why it's important to study the word and live by the word, and why people don't study the word, which is like our first topic today. Like why right. we don't read the Bible. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the book really, <clears throat> the book really focuses on like how to live by the word of God mm-hmm. and how to live by the book, right. not just you know know about it, but how to how apply to, it, how to apply it in your life. Yeah, application is through our knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait! <laughs> Wisdom is based on application, right? Based on knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Say that again. I think they didn't get that. Real wisdom is based on application, not based not what on knowledge. You know, right. Yeah. Let's think about this, bro. Let's say you're a genius, right? Um, Thomas Edison. Wait, is it Thomas Edison who created electricity? Yeah, the light bulb. Right, right. Yes, sir. Let's say you know how to create a light bulb, but right. you don't create it. What's the point? Wait, run that back. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say you know how to create something, right? Right. But you don't actually create it. There is no point in knowing it then, you know? I'd rather not know it if I'm not going to do anything with it. Like the word. It's useless to know the word and not apply it to your life, which is why application is very important to wisdom. Okay. Oh, you you, you got me back at the end, but at the beginning, I was a little <laughs> You're lost. <all> lost. <laughs> nah, yeah, I hear you, bro. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's valid. I feel like, especially in our generation, right? I feel like it's 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 really about how much knowledge you know, mm-hmm. not like how well you can apply it to your life. Oh yeah, but I mean, because we're know. all woke, Twitter terms. <laughs> yeah, we we can all tweet about something and say that we're right or wrong, but are we actually doing what we're tweeting? Right. Are we actually living by what we read, which is the word? I mean, some people don't read the word though. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so I mean, something that the book talks about is that uh, what you believe dictates how you live your life. Right. So mm-hmm. if you don't believe in the word, you won't live by a godly life. Right. Yeah. Of course. Um, so today's topic is um, why don't people read the Bible? The problem of relevance. People don't feel like the Bible is relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, or that it's applicable to their lives. Like people think it's really archaic out of date right you know? it's for a different time not our time because it's kind of hard to believe like how can something that was written so long 2, ago thousand years ago right wait is it two thousand or five thousand i don't know somewhere there so long ago right <laughs> how can something that was written so long ago still be applicable to Us. our daily lives right. when the world is constantly changing yeah you know what i'm saying i feel like that's kind of like a hard concept to grasp for a lot of people 
which I don't know why it is because the Bible mentions like things that haven't even happened yet like future technologies like the RFID chips that will be like implanted in us you know right God knew that that would happen before we even get to that type of technology right was that in Revelation yeah of okay. course okay <laughs> the scary book but yeah so I don't get why someone would think that the Bible is not relevant to us today right. you know if it's like predicting things that'll that'll happen like in the future that we haven't even reached yet you know i think that also leads to people often questioning the bible's credibility right its reliability right you know like i i always hear especially at micah man <laughs> god bless that school <laughs> <laughs> right at micah bro like i see so many people attacking christianity mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and i understand like you know People mainly attack it from a place of, like, Christianity being used uh, by America, you know, as a source of, or as a form of oppression, Mm -hmm. you know, to benefit, like, to profit off of, like, uh, monetary value and stuff like that, which is, you know, it's valid. It's true. But you can, you can critique how it's used, but that doesn't mean how it's used is the actual purpose or use of the book right exactly if you actually get into it and like study it you will your eyes will be open at like how misused the word is right yeah a lot of people are so quick to you know point out the flaws of the bible but really without knowing the bible right or without any effort or attempt to learn the bible or actually read it right a lot of it's just like oh well i heard the bible is written by a whole bunch of people so how can it be God's word Exactly Like Mm -hmm. That's a dumb argument By the way It is Because if you think about it Every book Or everything we read Is Some sort Some form of history And the bible is history Basically so Right You could say Any other book is a lie then If you say the bible is a lie Because Because all books were inspired Right And were written by people Right So And the special thing about this book We'll get into it right now Mm Mm-hmm (laughs) Uh so the reason we call the bible the word of god is because it is indeed the very words that god wanted communicated right okay so we obviously are aware that there are different translations Mm -hmm. of the bible but the the messages um of most translations are still the same very much rooted in god's word right yeah so second timothy Uh, chapter 3 verse 16 and 17 says all scripture is inspired by god so uh the word translated inspired means um god breath i don't even know if i'm pronouncing that right breathed breathed which one is it i don't know breathe (laughs) (laughs) i see what you mean though is it breathe or breath breath how do you pronounce it i don't know we should look it up Nah, though. you don't think so. They get it. Okay. So inspired uh, means God breathe or breath. Right. Uh, it conveys the idea of God breathing out the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And since the word for breath can also be translated spirit, we right. can easily see the work of the Holy Spirit as he superintended the writing. Right. God supernaturally used human authors to pen the words without compromising the perfection integrity and purity of the finished product right. uh, it's a case of dual authorship god superintended 
the human authors so that using their own individual personalities, they composed and recorded without error. Right. His salvation to man in the words of the original manuscripts. Mm. So what that's basically saying is that the whatever is written in the Bible is might be written by the people the prophets who god inspired to write but right. it was god himself speaking through them right and making them write what they wrote right it was not entirely from their wisdom but from god you know right so that they is were why, all men of faith too right and women so that's why we can like use the bible as a reliable source right for how to live our lives and whatever god's saying in it yes sir yes sir yes yeah. sir Many of us want um, a word from God, but we don't want the word of God. Mm. Uh, wow. We know enough to own a Bible, but not enough for the Bible to own us. Do you want to get into that? Yeah, of course I do. I feel like many of us wanting a word from God is like, if there is a God, I want you to do what I want you to do. Without even really me taking the time to learn who you are. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's like you can't fall in love with someone. Okay, a lot of us can fall in love with people based on how they look, but once you get to know them, you can even fall deeper in love with them, right? Right. Which is how like the concept of love is. You're first introduced to this person by what you see, of right. course. Then you you like them. So just like the word, if you can find a scripture that you can resonate with, use that as the seed to like plant this tree in your life that will help you al always rely on the word right like if you if you read a scripture that says oh love your neighbor and yourself you could use that scripture to be able to get into like more to get into the bible more and be like why should i love my neighbor because right. jesus loved me first right so right. i should share that love right so yeah that's how like we can grow our spiritual relationship with god yes sir yes sir also uh, often you know, especially with our generation, <laughs> especially, bro. What you is know, that? it's like it's like everyone is spiritual now. Yeah, but they don't even know what spirit. It ain't even God's spirit, but it's spiritual. Right? It's like they don't they don't even know like what spirits they believe in. So for the people, you know, I'm not you know I'm not judging you, but I just have like a a really like I really want to know like for the people out there who say like they're spiritual, you know what I'm saying? Like, what spirits do you believe in? <laughs> and we would love to really hear your feedback I really want to know <laughs> Cause you could be You could be believing Or you could be you know um, Having a spiritual relationship with spiritual demons Right You know what I'm saying right. Like there are a lot of spirits out there Yeah But how do you know which is which Right Really Right Yeah I hear you. That's a good question. What spirit are you... Do you have in you? Is it the Holy Spirit? <laughs> or whatever other spirit? Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the technique. Let's discuss, like, <clears throat> the word and, like, how you can get to grasp it and know it. Right. Meditation. On the word day, constant day and night, R not Joshua. <laughs> <one eight>. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> right. So, like, if you want to get to know something, like everything you practice, you like familiarize yourself with it all the time. Right. 
which is how like you grow into knowing and gaining wisdom for that thing yeah so the word if you take like 10 minutes each day and like read a scripture i i can almost guarantee you that if you do that for one week you will be intrigued to read it more right because it's like you will just see something supernatural in those words you're reading every time you go back into the bible right but that's only if you're really looking for it right if you're not looking for it you're not gonna find it exactly you you get out what you put into the bible Bible, right yes sir also um me and junior have been learning about 10 different strategies to better read the Bible. Read thoughtfully, read repeatedly, read patiently, read selectively, read prayerfully, read imaginatively, read meditatively, read purposefully, read acquisitively, and read telescopically. Big words, you know what I'm saying? Big man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But basically, like, when you're reading, don't just peruse don't just skim skim right understand what you're reading if you don't understand the word look it up understand the context of why it's there and what i also like found out in the book is that when you read put yourself in that scenario and in that um environment and like picture it in your head to get the full concept of what was actually going on when the prophet wrote whatever he wrote or whatever he was thinking that's the first step is reading the second step is uh interpretation right and then that Mm -hmm. uh leads to application right um so it's read interpret and then apply the word right right which is it's definitely a lifelong journey like oh yeah you can't just read the bible and then apply it once and then be like oh look at me i'm making progress well you are but like you're not making big moves right um i think it was a peter uh-huh. peter says uh you have to become dull of hearing meaning you are slow to learn yeah so the bible is not something that is intended for anyone to learn quickly right you know right. it's it's a really it teaches you really how to close your mouth and open your, your ears. ears and your heart mm-hmm. think about this why do you think the bible always reveals like something new to you all the time when you read it right because it's not like any other book it's supernatural if the bible were like any other book like educational book then we'd like always understand what's in the bible right but when you always keep going into it no wonder like different people can have different interpretations of what they read because that's like how thoughtful god was when he sent these people to write whatever they wrote in the bible right he wrote it he put it in a way that could make you see different things but you're reading the same scripture right yeah i i definitely i've experienced that like it's like some other books even though they're like conceptually like dense right you know all these big words big terms big ideas right it's like um i've read some of those books like over and over and there's only so much you can get out of yeah it's like only so many interpretations Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying but But the bible is limitless the bible is like limitless you could read something you know what i'm saying you could read like you could read the same scripture today you could read it tomorrow see different things right right yeah there's like a hundred different things thousands yeah you know you can get from a book and the chapter so many interpretations and they're not there's not necessarily like a right one or a wrong one right it's 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 solely dependent on like what you see when you 
read that read the word mm-hmm. you know because it can apply to you differently than it can apply to me exactly it can and be what tr- right. and what god has put in you at that particular time exactly every figure in the bible is someone that we can relate to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know definitely even if you're not like that person you know someone who's like that right person. right yeah so it also gives you a a space where you can navigate and recognize like just how people are Mm -hmm. and their identities and their traits and things like that it's beautiful we also want to get into um well paul says that scripture is profitable and many people are like why would i read the bible if everything can relate to the bible and how can that help me right which is why we're answering this question so what is the bible profitable for first for doctrines and teaching it will structure your thinking that's crucial because if you are not thinking correctly you are not living correctly what you believe in will determine how you behave um the bible is also profitable for uh rebuke do you want to explain what that is rebuking you could use it to fight whatever you want to fight even like let's say you have a bad dream you wake up from a nightmare. Okay. I rebuke this spirit, you know? Right. You could use it to fight off evil spirits. Okay. You could use it to fight off bad luck, so air like, quotes. Right. And, yeah, you could just use the name of Jesus to rebuke anything in the name okay. of Jesus. Okay. Yes, sir. So, like, it's like a... Uh... A shield and a sword, a a gun. <laughs> Yeah. Right. With unlimited ammunition. Right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. Um, It's also profitable for correction. Mm -hmm. The Bible is like that. It opens up doors in your life and provides a purifying dynamic to help you clean out sin and learn to conform to God's will. Mm -hmm. The fourth advantage is for training and righteous living. So God uses the Bible to show how to live. And also Bible is a, what is it, acronym? Yeah, I forgot what the acronym was. It's um, basic, basic instruction before leaving Earth. Yes, which is the whole purpose of life. Right. So the Bible is the guide to how we should live our life here on Earth. Right. Before we leave the Earth. And how we can find like our purpose, like why mm-hmm. you know why we're here. For the people who don't know, like what your purpose is um, in life and things like that. Like if you get into the Word, mm-hmm. you'll find it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And you'll, oh. no, you'll find your spiritual purpose. Because you can find purpose in other things. Right. But those things won't bring you joy or won't give you eternal life. Right. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Can you go to Matthew mm-hmm. chapter 5, verse 17? Don't misunderstand why I have come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses or writings of the prophets. No, I came to accomplish their purpose. I tell you the truth. Until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of God's law will disappear until its purpose is achieved. Wow. So think about this, bro. Everything that God tells us will happen before he returns or his son returns is going to happen. Right. Like all the stuff we read about wars, plagues, coronavirus. Um, like... The Antichrist taking over the world. All that stuff's going to happen regardless of how scary or how distant we may look at it as. Right. It's still going to happen. So why don't we take the word seriously when it warns us about these things? 
Because we don't think it's true. And because we don't think the Bible's reliable. Right. And to me, it saddens me that many people will realize that when it's too late. You know? Right. Because then you'll have to save your own soul with your own life. Mm-hmm. You could have accepted Jesus to save your life, but nah, you just chose to disobey and not listen to the word or not read it. Right. And then when all these things that God warned us about happen, you're going to be like, wow, I should have listened or I should have done this when I still had time. Right. It's just sad yeah. when I think about it. Sad about it. <laughs> right. Inerrancy. Inerrancy means without error, containing no mistakes or errors in the original writings, and having no errors in any way, in any area whatsoever. So the Bible is basically without fault, is what that term means. Right, and we should read it that way. Yeah. Because that's how we can get the most out of it. We shouldn't question it or doubt it. Because I mean, we can perfect. question We can question Oh, yeah, you're right. But... No, we shouldn't question its reliability, is what I meant. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because it's without error. Right. The Bible is inerrant. In order to be authoritative, the Bible must be true. That is without error. As someone has noted, either the Bible is without error in all, or it is not without error at all. Mm. That's, there is really no middle ground. Right. A partially inerrant Bible is an errant Bible. It lost yeah, that me. makes sense. Because if a Bible was partially correct, that, that means it's not correct, right? But the Bible is completely correct, oh, which is why wow. it's inerrant. Yeah, because... Yeah. That's what that means. Right. Yeah. And I guess many people doubt the Bible's correctness because it's been translated so many times and they feel like some of the true meaning of the words has been lost with, within translation. But right. let's think of this. God wouldn't make someone who's not wise enough in his word to translate the word. Right. So ooh, that's what makes the Bible translations and other like translations as meaningful as they were from the original manuscripts, which is Greek and Hebrew. Right. So we should trust these translations as well. I don't think God would make someone who's like not wise enough to translate the bible right also like um more contemporary um individuals and scholars who translate and interpret the word like it's taking years exactly for them to study the word and then it's like someone has to take on where they left off so it's like it's not like someone's just coming up with like words exactly (laughs) like it's like really like a life kind of exactly. ju- a lifelong journey mm-hmm. that these people are partaking in in right. order to translate, translate the word in like these newer translations. And if you look at how long the Bible is. Exactly. Like you right. try to read that book and then try to translate it. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Like it's crazy. It's, it's, it's what? 60? 66 books. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So what did we learn today? So today... So today we learn why some people don't read the word, right? right? Um, some people don't think it's relevant. Some people don't know how to. Some people question question its uh, reliability, right. credibility. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about how scripture can be profitable. Right. So why don't people read the Bible? Because they don't think it's reliable. How can we like... How can we show that the Bible is or reliable. the word of God is more reliable through our podcast? Right. And just in general. By reminding you that God himself wrote the Bible, but he used people to do that. 
And the Bible is a dual authorship book. So it was wisdom from people's experiences like us as humans and Jesus also. And it was from a higher power who was God. So with that in mind, you shouldn't question the reliability of the Bible. Right. We also talked about the problem of technique. It's just... Um, a lot of people are losing the ability to read right and understand what we're reading right and to comprehend yeah and most importantly apply the word apply what we're reading with understanding right yeah and with that said we'll leave you with these scriptures the first one is in first peter chapter 2 verse 2 was it like newborn babies you must crave spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation Cry out for this nourishment. Psalm uh, chapter 19, verse 9 to 14. Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. Mm. They are the warning to your servant, a great reward for those who obey them. How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. What questions and what topics can we talk about and share from our perspective that will help you feel like the word is more reliable and more relevant also? Because most of the people listening are like in our age group. Yeah. For the most part. For the most part. We got some 30-year-olds. Surprisingly. (laughs) Surprisingly. Yeah. And remember, where God is working, the devil is lurking.